0: Welcome to lucky episode number 13 of the Avatar Hour podcast, the show where we discuss all things Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. I'm Kayla.
1: And I'm Andre. And
0: this week we'll be discussing the Avatar Renaissance, or in other words, the resurgence of the Avatar fandom in the last year or so, and how both Atla and Korra continue to thrive in the world of fandom. So before we get into the episode, we do want to let you know that this podcast will be discussing full spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Uh, but there are no spoilers for the comic books in the Avatar universe and also the Rise of Kiyoshi and the Shadow of Kiyoshi books. So, well, before we get started, I do want to introduce our special guest host for today's episode. He's a bit of a super fan of the show. He's texted me every single time he's listened to a new episode because I know because he has a random context question, out of context question, I should say. Um, he's my brother. This is Robert. Everyone say, hi, Robert. <laughs> Hi, Woo! It's me. Woo!
2: Welcome. Uh, often referenced. Welcome but, uh... to the show. So
0: yeah, Robert's here. We have a we have an extra we have an extra voice on the podcast today. Uh, so we started watching Avatar around the same time, and it's one of the many things that we bond over and quote on an almost daily basis. Uh, to the point where sometimes we uh, text each other the the cactus juice uh, monologue.
1: We just it yeah, That kind of
0: thing. We'll do that it's back and the forth. The
1: quenchiest.
0: Also, didn't you say you said he said something before? Like I called him today just to you know make sure that his microphone was working uh, today. And like he said something. Didn't you like tell tell me about like the Azula thing you said? Do you remember?
2: You basically compared
0: yourself to Azula Uh, because there's like mention of her. Oh yeah,
2: no, it was because like you get referenced in the flashbacks, (laughs) like in a previous episode, and then you show Uh, up later. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I, I. your podcast the podcast episode earlier where you were talking about the uh, the storm and how Azula shows up in a flashback and then kind of appears in season tonight like oh, all sub bitches
1: <laughs> that's funny that's funny that is very much what's happening
2: though i am much less insane i mean i haven't killed anyone
1: yet, yet. yet. yeah yeah <laughs> we still got the rest of the rest that's of the hours so. <laughs> All right moving on to some news before we get into the actual episode uh, There was a special announcement from Dark Horse Comics. Again, thank you, Dark Horse, for maintaining our, our new segment for this show. Uh, But the Legend of Korra art of the animated series, Book One, is getting a new second edition featuring new cover art from series creator Brian Kanitsko and a special forward with Jeanette Verney, the voice actor for Korra. So that'll be great. Thank you, Dark very... Horse,
0: for feeding us. <laughs>
1: exactly. Thank you so much for uh, paying my bills. <laughs> um, Great, I can't wait to see this This is going to be really cool to talk about in Whenever we get to it um, Cool And that's it for, for comic books But uh, we do want to give you guys an update On our special Avatar Hour season finale That we are planning If you missed it last week We will be doing our first ever live episode Where we will be reacting to And discussing the infamous 2009 live action film The Last Airbender we yeah, have set buddy. a date and time, so drum roll, please. It will be taking place Saturday, November 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So do the math from wherever you are. Anchor tells us we've got people all over the place, but that's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully that's a good time for everybody. Um, as we get closer to the live stream, we will be, you know, spamming our socials with a bunch of links and details on where to watch the live stream uh, to make sure anybody who wants to participate doesn't miss it. We're still figuring out some of the uh, technological chinks, um, but we're still working on the live stream component. So, stay tuned for that. Um, there will also be an after movie discussion that will resemble something like an episode of the Avatar Hour, except it'll probably be not nearly as planned or as organized as our regular episodes are. It'll just be kind of <laughs> yeah. like a word vomit of our thoughts, considering um, the
0: brain drain we're about to we're going to experience that night i'm gonna be it's gonna be very interesting if I can't utter a coherent thought without swearing. I know?
1: will also be at the very least a little tipsy, say so it'll be very, very fun. You're going to need it. But yeah, that's something to look forward to. That episode, that live stream episode, excuse me. if you won't be able to catch it live with us, it will be up on our YouTube channel, and it will also just be like a regular episode of the podcast that you can listen to. Uh, But yeah, again, November 28th, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see a lot of you guys there.
0: Woo-woo. Going to be fun.
1: Yeah. All right, on to the main discussion. Uh, So this episode, we are going to be discussing like we said, this new Avatar renaissance that has emerged in the past couple of months and also talk about our own personal relationships to the Avatar universe. So just to start us off, to let the listeners know where we're coming from, let's recap all of our relationships with the show and how we started watching it. Robert, do you want to start us off with this one?
2: Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, with me, I didn't actually watch it as a kid. Uh, My first experience was actually seeing a lot a lot, a lot of ads for uh, Legend of Korra back when I was watching Nickelodeon as a kid. And I never actually watched the show, but I did actually see some, like, reruns of Avatar episodes on occasion that I didn't really remember. And then it was, like, years later, I was just like, huh, uh, Legend of Korra* is really the only one I remembered. So I just went and watched that, and then kill was like, no, you're watching out of order, so you gotta, you gotta go back and watch Avatar first. So That's when
0: I was watching Avatar. After so. I had already finished
2: Korra season two... And that was an experience, but it was a good one. I think the other experience I had, I never actually got these, but there were Lego sets for season one of Avatar The Last Airbender.
1: (laughs) There sure were. were I had two of them. I I never had, had
2: one of those. They had like a Fire Nation ship.
1: I had the Fire Nation ship, and I believe there was the Southern Air Temple one. Um, I remember. really yeah as far as lego sets go they were like okay i was such a connoisseur of lego sets when i was younger and i was like mildly impressed by these <laughs> uh but yeah yeah definitely. you're
0: talking to a huge lego nerd over here i'm not sure if i'm pointing in the right uh, yeah, direction no, but that's lights. how robert looks right now
1: <laughs> my trade was harry oh. potter legos when we all loved harry potter back in the day um but yeah i think they tried to shake it up one christmas by giving me some avatar legos and i was like eh. <laughs> the, I will say, though, the Zuko min, minifigure is kind of funny, because he just looks bald, but on the back is a small painted ponytail. They never it,
2: actually had, like, a hairpiece for him?
1: No, no, he's just bald. I thought he was
2: going to have, like, like you know those little, like, fire pieces that, like... That, yeah, that, no, that they are, just like, they painted
1: a small painted ponytail, <laughs> two-dimensional, completely two-dimensional on the back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my Zuko has done so dirty.
2: What kids gonna notice that? They're gonna go into Avatar thinking Zuko's completely bald. Okay, well he's pretty close to being bald in the first I mean, season. Yeah, but at least he has the like, you know thing. Tony's dimension
1: to it, yes. Oh, well Kayla, God. how does that how does uh, Robert's viewing sort of segue into how you found the show?
0: Yeah, so, well, actually, because Robert was talking about watching Legend of Korra, and I knew that, that was the sequel series to Avatar, then I started watching Avatar, and like, yo, Rob, you gotta jump off that track, and jump on this one with me, um, and actually, what's kind of funny is that Avatar's, like, had, like, brief appearances, you know, throughout my childhood, you know, the first episode I ever watched of Avatar, and I still remember it distinctly, was the season two finale, like, that was airing, <laughs> What an episode to start on. Like I had like no idea who these people were, but like I was invested from the get-go. I was like, wow, this shit's cool. Cause I remember the green crystals in the cave and all that stuff. I remember like the final confrontation at the end of it. And like, you know, so that's like stuck with me so vividly. Um, and I do remember all of the marketing for the last Airbender movie, and I really wanted to see it. I remember. I remember really wanting to see it because I hadn't seen the show yet. Roberts cringing. Uh, do you remember the Happy Meal toys that they used to have for that movie cuz we had a Zuko wind-up like Dev it Patel did? Zuko. <laughs> yes. It was this like wind-up toy thing on wheels and it was Dev Patel's uh, you know Dev Patel's Zuko with a little pink scar he had on the side, you know, his little little baby pink scar and like you wind you, wind, you wound oh it God. up and you put it on a table. <laughs> you just zoomed across the table.
2: <laughs> zoom zoom.
0: Zoom zoom Zuko.
1: <laughs> Dev Patel uh, McDonald's Happy Figure
0: yep yep it's somewhere i'm sure it's somewhere in the basement <laughs> with shark boy and lava girl and uh the kids from spy kids because those we oh went to make we got a lot of happy to meal toys uh, we get a lot of happy meal toys happy meal
1: toys
0: we still have ones from the finding nemo and the incredibles like we have a collection okay and Oh God. they sell that, that shit. we could oh,
1: probably sell it
0: probably we'll just have to go digging like first hopefully provided our parents didn't throw it out um but yeah and then
2: I, I think most of them are missing
0: <laughs> well i remember watching the season two finale with robert when he was reached that point oh my i was god. ahead of him Ugh. and i was ahead of him so i knew what happened so i remember we were like he was sitting on my bed i was sitting on my desk we were just having a good time watching season two finale it's epic all that good stuff oh my god. and then all of a sudden like you know we get to the you know ang's in the avatar <laughs> ang's in the avatar state it's like oh my god he's got to do it he's gonna do something really cool in the avatar state zit you know Azula ruins everything and I just watched Robert like and then Azula's all
2: like zip zap your opinion is (laughs) crap
1: I love that that's exactly how it happened
2: just like Uh, like, I remember, I just, I remember, like the soul just left my body.
0: <laughs> like I just remember Robert sitting in his like curled-up ball, and he was like, his eyes were lit up and he was so excited. And then all of a sudden, you know, that happened. And then um <laughs> I just remember like just his facial expression just dropping. <laughs> and he just and like he's still in, <laughs> he's still in his curled-up ball in my bed, and I just see him fall backwards.
1: Oh my just, god. Just yeah.
0: defeated.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know. I, I, Oh, it I was felt worth just it. about as dead oh, as Egg was geez. there.
0: It was, it was wow. But yeah, okay, I'm I, sorry, I, that, was that, that was that was
2: that was I... oh, that was actually like the craziest thing though for me at the time. Cause yeah. like I, there was supposed to be a season three and all of a sudden just popped like
1: <laughs> Well segueing into what I was coming in with, I remember watching that and thinking that was the end of the show. I remember being like eight years old and being absolutely devastated because I thought that was it. That was the end of the show. Because back then, you didn't know how many seasons shows were getting. Like, I wasn't on the internet. I didn't know anything about release schedules or what's coming next. And they never fucking told you anything either until it was – it would be like the season three would start on Friday. They would start promoting it on Wednesday. Like, they did not give a whole lot of heads up. And unless you were in the fandom and on Live Journal, you actually went to, like, New York Comic Con or something and saw the trailers, I thought that was it. I also missed the part where Katara healed him, so I thought he was dead dead. Like, dead, that's it. So imagine being me, waiting however long between season two and season three, thinking my childhood has been shattered into a million pieces, thinking that that's how my favorite show ended and then one day seeing a commercial for it on <laughs> for season 3 uh, and losing my absolute goddamn mind i mean that...
2: I it would have been like the game of thrones for an 8 year old of just like exactly
1: exactly <laughs> it was the same kind of emotional stakes that i have as an adult with other things like and it's because of this goddamn show that i am into things as as deep as i am into them now talking about an emotional roller coaster early age, this was the show to do it. but <laughs> stepping away from that fact, I was this is a very nostalgia heavy show for me because I do remember watching the first episode live as we've talked about before on the podcast. I do remember watching the season finale live and then I remember when the announcement for Cora came on and I'm watching the Cora season premiere live. it was it I was very lucky to be able to um go on the journey as it was happening. That is until, like, Cora disappeared off the air, and I found the rest of Season 3 and the whole entirety of Season 4, like, months later. And then I was, like, catching up trying to figure out what happened. So, actually, I think almost all of Season 4 was on Nickelodeon, and they were airing the last two episodes of Season 4 on Nickelodeon. Because I think I remember seeing a commercial on nickelodeon being like oh the last two episodes of season four i'm like fucking what season four i thought the show was canceled (laughs) so it was kind of a very much like mirrored i thought the show was over i was devastated and then oh a commercial it's actually back and it's actually been going on behind your back and you didn't even know so that's needless to say i should be billing the creators my therapy bill because seriously (laughs) the emotional roller coaster (laughs) this show has put me on but yeah Okay, that's, that's where we're that's where we're yeah. all coming from, different levels yeah. of emotional investment here. Um, how has your relationship with the show evolved over the years? Let's start with Kayla. How do you feel like it's evolved as time goes on? I mean, obviously starting with this podcast, but like even mm-hmm. before that, be- between the gaps.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I started watching Avatar and Korra when I was in high school. Um, I did mention before in the Korra episode, didn't really elaborate much on earlier, but I did mostly watch Avatar so I could get to Korra because I was a Tumblr, still am a Tumblr. uh, What's the word? Enthusiast, I guess. Maybe not as much enthusiastic as I was in 2013, 2014. That kind of, that tumbleweed, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Tumbleweed. Uh, they had, like, I remember, like, just, you know, I was starting to kind of question my sexual orientation, um, and so I wanted to see other examples of, you know, girls who liked other girls, kind of like I was starting to realize, um, and Legend of Korra, you know, people were raving about how good it was, but I'm like, okay, I know that it comes after Avatar, so I gotta watch Avatar first, and believe me, Avatar was an amazing journey, I'm so glad I watched it, it still is a very important place in my heart, Robert and I quote it all the time, um, but Korra was like, you know, I was that was the that was that show definitely has a lot more of a personal relationship for me which um and i remember like watching the season four finale just like watching all of that to see two girls hold hands and walk into a portal together and now we get she where we see yeah where we see like two you know two women openly confess their love for each other and kiss on screen and like i watched you watch that
2: live it was yeah. great
0: <laughs> i might have screamed a few times um He's got the photo evidence. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, so both shows have, uh, you know, a very personal, I have a personal relationship with both of them. Akora has a particularly important relationship with what I was going through at the time. Um, I was kind of like going through like a, um, you know, just, a, just had a lot of difficult things going on in my life. So see, watching Akora in season four, like deal with her own mental health issues and, you know, eventually end up, you know, not, you know, knowing that recovery is not a linear process, things like that was so important for me to see. And you know, right now with everything going on in my own struggles with mental health, like I'm finding myself going back and rewatching season four of Korra. So it's just a very, yeah, I, I, I love Korra so much and I love Avatar. I could gush all day. That's why we have a podcast about this sort of thing
1: right what about you robert do you feel like your relationship has evolved in any way do you feel like it's kind of the same from when you started watching it or
2: this isn't like not that i don't like the show obviously but like i don't usually re-watch shows a lot unless i'm watching them with someone else for the first time or like you know just fun but i'm a very active like person on like you know reddit and all these other sites so most of the time my experience tends to be with memes like you know, the formats people use both for the show and you know using f- things from the show for other fandoms. Yeah, or, you know, like, yeah, you know, that's Rough Buddy or whatever. But that's probably the biggest thing. But then also on another front, I actually find myself when I watch animated shows like other stuff, like uh, I don't know if it's Kipo or Kippo and the Wonder Beasts and like um Shira, like watching that stuff. Like I find myself thinking. Okay, how does this measure up to Avatar? Because mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like gold standard almost, you right? Know? It's platinum become
1: standard. the benchmark for a lot of. Their pl-
2: platinum standard, yeah. That's that's better. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I feel very yeah very similar. I mean, yeah, the show is over the years for me has become such a nostalgia trip with each passing year, but it always manages to come back into my life in weird ways, like. The last time before this incarnation of this show, before uh, the last time it really came back into my life was in freshman year of college when I was starting to find um, my best friends who I'm still friends with today, and we bonded so much over Avatar and we watched all of Avatar and we started Korra, but we never got to the to the finish line with that. But that was uh, a a way that. Um, I managed to connect with people that I didn't know over because we had also been coming from the same position that we were we have watched this show uh, uh, when we were kids. And now we're watching it together as people who are becoming friends and also becoming adults at the same time and also discuss discussing the show and viewing the show in such a different way, like coming into it as budding adults at the time. Um, it was just a really, really interesting way. And now it's come back into our lives with the whole the wave of uh the Netflix exposure and everything and and live action Netflix and, and what have you. But um it's really yeah, it's and it's it's wild <laughs> to me that I'm discussing it 15 years later on a podcast since the premiere of the first episode. Like I think it's kind of crazy thinking like thinking of myself being seven years old, watching this show and still talking about it as a 22 year old and just having a a great time with it and not feeling like it's like old or anything or like overdone, even though I've seen the show both shows so many times, but I get something new out of it every single time. And I think that's, that's the thing about this show is that there are so many layers to it, that there's a lot that you can dig through and talk about and in different ways you can talk about it. Um, and I also agree with you Robert it has become the benchmark. I'm going to I'm going to go so far as to say it could become the benchmark for just shows period for me. Like it's like okay, like does it have the emotional depth? Does it have the writing? Does it have the world building? And any show that has a- any of those things that are good, I always relate back to Avatar. Like, oh, this is good like the same way they did this in Avatar. Like it's just become my way of measuring things of of how well I I think they're they're done. Um
0: I also remember um with the uh, Game of Thrones finale and how it was appointed the entire internet was over that. I remember someone made a chart of like comparing like the last Airbender to Game of really? Thrones like satisfying finale uh redemption. I don't remember that. you know, all of no, that, these like things did dragons I, better Send
2: this to me. <laughs> We I'll need to find send it. This to me right I'll now. find
0: it. I'm sure, but like literally, there's a whole post about it, and that was like kind of like. Uh, I mean, I believe
2: it.
1: That's kind of like well, one of the starts that
0: I started to see the Avatar kind of coming back into popular memory. At least I have
1: mine. I small tangent. I have a controversial opinion. Oh, go for it. Oh, I, I I right. I actually did not hate the last season as much as other people did. I don't think it was that Get bad. Get the pitchforks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the emotional
2: and attachment to Game of Thrones because I've never watched it. Yeah, do I? I watched I mean. season one and just <laughs> didn't.
1: I, wa- I Did watched, you? I knew the last season was coming. I'll wrap this up really quickly, but I knew the yeah. last season was coming and I had not watched the show and it was January 2019 and I got sick and then I just barreled through the entire show and then I watched the last season. So I don't know if that has something to do with it because I wasn't living with the show for that long, but that's a whole other episode. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure I have a lot of people going to be in my inbox so what do you mean when you say it was pitch wasn't bad? Bridges. Yeah, I artist <sighs> objective. Moving on. Um, <laughs>
2: Pretty much. <laughs> you on except all the for time. Avatar, everyone should like Avatar.
1: Okay, but so I want to talk about why we think it's Avatar stuck around this long. I mean, like apart from it having this new resurgence, uh, this exposure on Netflix. What is it to you about the show that makes it? long-lasting that makes it still worth having discussions or worthy of repeat viewings i mean i know robert you say you don't rewatch things often but i mean what do you think it is about the show again apart from the netflix exposure
2: i mean honestly like i feel like it's pretty much a lot of it's in the writing and the animation are probably the two biggest things Mm -hmm. um the writing because obviously it's a very good and compelling plot but that isn't the only thing that'll like draw people in I'm saying because of the quotes and the memes. They rely on good quotes, like good snip, snap lines. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, my girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. Or cactus like... Cactus Yeah, cactus juice. <laughs> like, you know, things like that that are easy to make into, like, an image to be posted on the internet for, you know, people to enjoy. And then wonder, hey, what's the sauce, bro? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, obviously, the other thing being, like I said, the animation, like... You know the scenes and like what they look like is obviously some of the funnier ones will lend themselves to that as well. So, like, you know, obviously Saka doing the worm on the ground while drinking ca- like after you drank cactus juice or whatever, or uh, you know, Iro's prison workout routine,
1: <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> like things like
2: back. that, you know, <laughs> things people will
1: which find is to funny be because I numbers. because I really don't think Brike thought that at the time those were going to be the iconic quotes <laughs> probably not. of the show. Like the Cactus Juice or, or That's Rough Buddy. Like all this blood, sweat, and tears they put into those good Iroh quotes to make them long-lasting, which they are. Yeah, but they are, but... <laughs> the, That's Rough Buddy and the Cactus Juice, they probably were just like, oh yeah, that'd be really funny put that in there. Not, oh, it's become a staple in the entire fandom.
2: I mean, it's the evolution of humor. Right. It's a... Uh like, today, pretty much the two most prevalent kinds of memes you'll see on the internet are, like, random humor, like, uh, ever since the, uh, what, whatever that one was with the, mm, what you say thing, like, on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> like, ever since yes. the thing, random humor pretty much took off, like, a rocket, and that lends itself, obviously, to the more cactus juice style of humor. Right. No
0: Fire the- Lord Ozai, you're not wearing any pants!
1: <laughs> I it's the It's the cleverness of the memes for me, like, my all-time favorite Avatar meme, I, this goes for any show, but I've seen it done the funniest with Avatar, is the picture of the, the skinny book and the very like tall book. <laughs> and it's like Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, And it's just like the big book. And then the, the thin one is like Avatar The Last Airbender if Toph had a gun or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say Momo. I was going to say Momo because I've seen it first. I was going to say, uh,
1: the only one I've
2: seen of that, I think, was Toph <laughs> Gun, momo with the gun yeah <laughs> momo with two bending. guns <laughs> imagine <laughs> the scene with um where like momo and what were, i were, like they're being hallucinated as being like samurai or whatever oh my God.
1: <laughs> just full <gunslinger>. yeah
2: <laughs>
0: I'm, just, I'm just imagining like the, the picture of like daniel radcliffe from guns akimbo which sounds like a trip <laughs> yes <laughs> this
2: is some muggle magic
1: ron <laughs> i need someone to photoshop Top's head on that picture of Daniel Radcliffe.
0: <laughs> Robert, that's your job. I I mean, okay, Name hang su- on. Which I James also
1: Dave, I
2: need to write this down. Meme Supreme, go do it. Okay, uh, Which by <laughs>
1: the way, I cannot believe people thought that was like a candid paparazzi photo of Dan Radcliffe in the middle of a street with a bathrobe and guns. To- it's from a fucking I, movie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's so people funny. thought that was real. People thought that
2: was real. I mean, to be fair, like, given the things we see today, it wouldn't be that surprising. <laughs>
1: i guess i guess Every,
2: uh, once uh, once they found out everything was cake you know it all went downhill
1: oh my god is this podcast cake
2: sounds delicious
1: <laughs> <laughs> kayla what do you think of that what do you think about avatar and how it's it's been long lasting apart from the memes do you think
0: um. Well, it does help to have access to make it extremely accessible. Um. With mm-hmm. Netflix, I know we said besides Netflix, but I just wanted to point that out. Having something right. be, be extremely accept- accessible for people, that's awesome. It helps. It definitely helps to spread. Uh. You know, the word of mouth or word of internet, I guess. Um. And what really makes it awesome is like how it's able to like balance between like covering some pretty heavy stuff. You know, like trauma. You know, war, um, genocide, and this. You know, a very you know a great way of doing it and you know and respectful too and like you know it, it doesn't talk down to the kids that they're showing this this show to and it's mm-hmm. good for kids and adults you know it's ever it's a show for anyone and everyone really yeah and like it's able to balance like that kind of you know showing kind of the scary stuff and the you know some of the worst sides of humanity but also showing like such joy and love with all of these characters with some of these characters you know like the relationship between like you know, when Iroh hugs Zuko after, you know, he begs for forgiveness, you know, the, you know, the. I mean, I know that moment was kind of ruined by Sokka being sarcastic, but, you know, do you really think friendships can last more than one lifetime? Like moments like that, you know, that are able, you're able to balance that heavy stuff with like just such genuine compassion and love and all of that stuff. And of course the humor, uh, you know, it's the blend of like everything is an episode for everything, really. There's the epic you know episodes like the season the series finale the season two finale but you also have like you know the smaller world building stories like the world too the world is just you know it feels so lived in and you want to live there and you want to be a bender and mm-hmm. these characters they stick with you after you finish watching you know yeah. like even if you haven't watched the show in years you still remember even
1: you know minor how you felt
0: like cabbage man <sighs> even a minor character like cabbage man you're absolutely right <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my god, Cabbage Guy, the best yes. team to come for this show. Not like cabbages. <laughs> yeah, I think you're totally right. I think it's a lot of different things. I think the big thing is the characters. I think we stick around for these characters because we we find little bits of ourselves in almost every single one, whether it be good or bad. And I think it's I think we as humans are naturally drawn to stories that feature gray moralities i also think we're drawn to very binary moralities because it kind of makes us feel good about ourselves but the gray moralities is where we find the parts where we can relate to ourselves so and i think the show is not afraid to go into those areas especially with the show geared towards a younger audience I think it's the very fact that it's not afraid to tackle topics like war, genocide, gray morality, um, pain, emotion. Like I, the show is not afraid to show you very deep felt emotion, whether it be very happy or very sad. We're not going to say positive or negative because talking about that with emotions is, you know, subjective. But um, I think it goes places where other shows, even not even kids shows, just like other shows, in generals would not be willing to go. And I think it's that. And also, at the end of the day, it is such a tour de force. Like, it's not something we have ever really seen before at the time. You know, obviously, there are a lot of real-world influences, but I'm talking about within the context and environment of kids' TV. This was such a groundbreaking thing, and it continues to be. And it continues to be the benchmark for a lot of shows like She-Ra, to to match hopefully to match the quality of so i think it's it's forever shaped the 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 landscape of of children's tv and just tv in general and i think that's why it's living that long i think that's why most art can live that long like the longer and more we relate to something the longer the life of it is like it doesn't feel it's one of those things that it doesn't feel like it has any sort of shelf life it feels like avatar is going to be around forever that's what it, it feels like it's to me, timeless. at least. It's yeah, timeless.
0: It's absolutely timeless. Pretty much. Uh,
1: exactly. Timeless is, yeah, like great that. word for it. <clears throat> um, so what have you guys observed personally from the online fandom that either surprises you, makes you laugh, makes you angry? I know we kind of talked about the memes already, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that?
0: Clearly the memes, you already I think we kind of exhausted that topic a little bit, but not exhausted. We could always talk about memes. I could talk about memes all day. I could
2: probably talk about memes more
0: than you. Um I sent Andre I send I sent Andre and Robert plenty of Avatar memes. A lot. Yes. You know, I, I keep, you know, I keep I it's it, I keep doing that. It's it's a good problem to have. But um it's definitely interesting to see all of the takes people have on the show uh good and bad obviously we have fandom corner for that reason to explore some of these takes whether they're funny whether they're actually thought-provoking theories or just plain strange like our first one do you remember that one do you remember that first one we did that was the I one sure that started do. it all so if you don't remember Oof. the first time we ever did a fandom corner someone was talking about the Serpent's Past episode where um you know like they like a, you know a baby was born in it and stuff like that and Katara delivers the baby and the per- one person said since like you know amyphonic fluid is basically like water wouldn't Katara just be able to water bend the baby out I'm like
1: oh, no! I do remember that.
2: Uh, actually funny story about that I was um usually I listen to these podcasts like especially in the- I'm getting like hot chocolate and um, like a muffin or something so I'm back I get back to <laughs> I take a big sip of like my hot chocolate all of a sudden I hear that part of the fan theory. I just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, um, thank god I didn't like fry my computer or anything but I was
0: <laughs> there's just I... been some very interesting takes like you know just some of the just plain strange stuff that you just gotta laugh at how ridiculous it is and some super like uh you know some people have like you know some people have some like really interesting like detail oriented theories you know multiple bullets all of these things I think this this and this and I'm like oh my god I never considered it like like I wrote my
2: thesis about Avatar <laughs> <and> the <subject. laughs> I mean
1: it's a thesis worthy subject Seriously. um I for me it's the <laughs> it's the the very weird because we live in such a call out culture thing that's happening on the internet currently. You get a lot of the weird ones like Aang was an, an emotional manipulator or the whole, you know, Iroh being a war criminal thing. <laughs> it's I,
2: I actually saw a meme that was like, you know, just because he was in a war, does not mean he committed war crimes? <laughs>
1: exactly. Like
2: blank face then goes like...
1: Exactly. It's a lot of, well, if they were doing this... Then they must be this like words
0: mean things, guys. It's very much like like,
1: words mean things. Yes, it's very much that. Like the Katara being whiny thing has been something new that I did not know about. As it was not even a theory. It's just it's just a take, a very bad one at that. But a lot a lot of uh, you know misogyny. It's always been there, but
2: racism too. Everyone feels the need to go like, oh, all Katara talks about is her dead mother. But like, no. no.
1: She probably mentions her what like four times in the entire show. Calm down, Jeff. Like pretty much, like you're
2: overblowing it.
1: Yeah, like calm down, calm down. You weren't you were quiet when Zuka was shouting at Lightning. Let's let's take a chill pill, please. <laughs> Thank you, God. Yeah the Go the, the conversation about like trauma in the show it always struck me as very uh, interesting. I'll say. Um, the other thing that that strikes me about it is. People are getting into the show for the first time, which in and of itself is very, like, uh, shocking to me that there are some people that have still not seen it, which is not a knock against them because, you know, it's maybe just people just missed it. But they get into it and they get as invested as I was when I was a kid. And I, I that just, like, it makes me really happy to see people, like, I was very happy when, like, Savannah w- w- was watching... Avatar for the first time because i saw her tweeting about it on twitter i was like oh my god i can't believe we're watching it for the first time you're gonna love it i'm here if you need to talk about any theories like go 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 like you're gonna love, love it that. you're gonna love it Aww. yeah i just get yeah. really really excited when people that's are first time watchers and to see them come out of it and like being like i understand the meaning of life now like i'm <laughs> i'm enlightened i have I've achieved full enlightenment like yeah yeah it's i that's my favorite part of this new renaissance will do that. that's come on
0: i also love the well speaking of uncle iroh i also love all the facebook fan groups that have formed i mean there has been i have seen everything on those facebook groups i have seen everything. everything i have seen all the strangest stuff from the weirdest corners of the internet but i've also seen like there's a there's a facebook group that's called uncle Iro's tea house um yes really? it exists uh, I'm a part of a lot of Avatar fan groups. But that's one of my favorites. It's, it's just a very like it feels like a very chill like place. I mean, yeah, there's memes of course, but like sometimes people will just post like, "Hey, I'm having a rough time right now. Can someone like reply with an Uncle Iroh quote?" And like people will just reply with like stuff from the show. Like, it's wholesome. That's awesome. The community's awesome. It can be awesome.
1: <laughs> you know, when we're not having fights about ships and and Korra and whatever not, we we actually are very positive uplifting fandom you know i can't wait to go
0: i can't wait till conventions start up again man i want to go i yeah. Yeah. to see the cosplayers i want to dress Please. up yeah, <laughs> some some definitely. of these cosplayers man they're so good
1: man. any thoughts on that robert yeah, anything smart. that that surprises you or anything
2: um i guess going as i often do i always take it back to memes mm-hmm. but it's the sheer growth of like not just avatar itself but like the usage of things from avatar by other fandoms honestly astounds me like in this past week i have found avatar prequel memes which is literally like it's avatar prequel memes combined avatar lord prequel, of prequel
0: star wars prequel like
2: yeah pr- star wars prequels oh, like lord of the rings memes combined with avatar memes like these subreddits and like all these communities just blow my mind like the wide reach thing that avatar has
1: oh yeah The crossover potential is enormous. It's
2: limitless. You
0: can't. I mean, you can't deny the impact of memes and the resurgence of Avatar. You can't.
1: You know, those two are,
0: you know, linked. You can't. You can't separate them from each other. And I would not
1: be surprised if if people started watching the show because they kept seeing memes. Of that's what I was going to say. This is like
2: a. I was going to compare it sort of to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you've ever heard of that, which I'm sure you have, if you've been on the internet, maybe. I
0: only know know that because I'm related to you. (laughs) <laughs> I have not heard of that. Anime. Yeah, oh.
2: no, it's, 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 a, it's an anime, but like the idea is that on the internet, there's always like someone who's gonna say, Was that a motherfucking JoJo's reference? And like, there's a lot of memes about it, just the way the show is written, the way it's all structured and everything. Like, it's easily memeable, kind of like avatar in a way so it's like you know people keep seeing these memes and mentions of like hey this is this reference and it's just like oh maybe i should check this show out and then they go and check the show out for the humor and stuff but then they also stay for the dramatic storytelling
0: and they everything. get emotionally invested it's a trap
2: exactly
1: <laughs> uh, i see <laughs> yeah that's,
2: that's the sort of thing it's like you know you come for the humor stay for the emotional trauma
1: <laughs> that should be the tagline for <laughs> this podcast
0: Put that on a (laughs) T-shirt. Avatar Hour merch Uh. coming
1: soon. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a quote that did not even come from either of the hosts. (laughs) I
0: know, and I'm killing myself right now because I was going to make a joke like almost exactly like that, and that's killing me right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God,
2: yeah. Uh, Sorry, sorry for stealing your thunder, Kayla.
1: (laughs) I am surprised that, um, like. Uh, marketing teams for new shows have not jumped on the whole like meme thing, like oh, what if we use like Avatar memes, but like for our show? Like, I'm sure it'd be super bad and cringy, but it's such hire a Robert great way it. to promote a show.
2: D- don't hire me. Don't hire no, me. No,
0: hire hire <laughs> Robert. Hire That's Robert.
2: a terrible idea. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> That's why you should do it. Oh, it would be it would be terrible
1: and cringy. It's like when like corporate Twitter accounts they like tweet out like all lowercase trendy twitter things
2: are you talking about like digiorno's or like old wendy's stuff or like oh are uh, you- yeah like wendy's
1: <laughs> or just like just like uh, like banks or like geico or something like they'll gritty. they'll tweet out like new phone who dis or something like that and we're all just like shut the uh, fuck up like
0: silence brand
1: exactly yeah. <laughs> also, yeah
0: like yeah and gritty also has the gritty of the best twitter account Oh my God. It's, but yeah, we can it's, talk it, about that all day later uh, that's another podcast you know the cult of gritty I'll start another one <laughs> <laughs>
2: well let's not worry about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> got a list of podcasts that we need to start seriously um, cool well that's a good, a good uh, place to take a break we're going to take a short pause for our ad read and we will see you after that
0: Welcome back from the ad break. We're gonna continue with more about the Avatar of Renaissance with our guest host, Robert, my brother.
1: <laughs> the way you said that, Jesus, my brother.
0: My brother. Your brother! <laughs> He's my brother. I love him. Sometimes, no <laughs> okay. I liked him enough to have him and on the show. this is my magic sister. <laughs> <laughs> this is of my flying sister. <laughs> so, if any of us could pick one episode of The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra to watch again for the first time ever, which one would it be? How about you answer that, Rob?
2: Season two finale. Sorry. <laughs> just without a doubt, that episode was like the most, like, I don't know how to describe it, really. It's just... It was so incredible for, like, me, especially at the time, on my first viewing of it, that, like, if I could watch it for the first time all over again, I would do it in a heartbeat, honestly. So y'all uh, have, like... Laura? <laughs> oh, what? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no, I, I want to hear that comment, what was it?
0: No, I was gonna say that we all have, like, you know, you two were, like, traumatized by the season two finale, meanwhile, I was invigorated by it, so what does that <laughs> say about me? Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm a I'm
0: Azula. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I guess somebody has to the box. Then. Oh boy. Anyway, core episode. Which one would you rewatch? Core yeah, like episode.
2: Time? Um. Uh, the two seasons I remember the most, since I kind of did rush through season three and four, I'm getting around to watching them again. Um. I didn't really remember much from season two that was really notable. So if I had to choose, I'd say probably season one finale, or even the the like. I think it was the second episode, because like that was the one that introduced pro bending. And that was just something that was really cool to me at the time. Cause I was just like, "It's that's something that like bending can be used in that way. And I was just like, I was like, that's freaking incredible. Like, you oh, know, totally. it's really cool.
1: How about you, Andre? I wish I had the pow- power to mind wipe and just watch things again for the first time. But if I did, I mean, it's a very basic answer, but obviously watching the finale for the first mm-hmm. time, would be amazing especially since like i feel like again if i if i had watched if i had watched atla at like th- if i didn't watch it when i was a kid and i watched it when i was like 21 or whatever i probably would have had the same reaction to the finale that i did to avengers endgame where i was like hysterically crying for the last 25 <laughs> minutes of it because it was so good um <laughs> I feel but that. it would definitely <laughs> be the finale for me i would love i mean i remember even being Eight and remember the emotion of 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 watching it but like it was like it wasn't like a sad emotion or anything it was just like i was like buzzing the whole time watching it i remember but i feel like if i were to watch it watch it for the first time as an adult it would be i would be watching it very somberly cuz i knew i knew it would be like the wrap up to this incredible story even with all the exciting things that were happening in that episode um but yeah definitely Finale for me, full stop. Um, I
0: was gonna say the same thing for Captain. Remember my
2: birthday, he really does care.
1: (laughs) Oh god, I I forgot about
0: that, but yeah, I mean, I'm not that original, but yeah, seriously, the season one finale, uh, season one season, uh, series finale. Good gravy, I'm a mess. The series finale of Avatar, that's just like it's just a scale of like epicness that like a lot of shows and movies try to replicate but can never quite get there and then have like a satisfying conclusion. You know? It's
1: it's not even like the scale is what makes it epic. It's no. The fact that it's a culmination of this story that has been worked so delicately is what makes it epic. Uh, this,
2: this work of art, basically. It is like, a work of art. It definitely, definitely de is. I, suppose. I mean, I definitely the French. scope
1: The scope does have something to do with it because you don't see anything like the final battle between Aang and Ozai or the final Acne Kai until we get to that point. But the reason it feels epic is because of that heightened emotionality and how we got here. And the dynamic going on between all of these characters and story points.
0: It's just been building and building and building, you know. Just, yeah. And then reaches that, you know, crescendo at the end. Four-part you know, finale. Four-part finale. <laughs> was able to, like, just, you know, finish, to close up just about every single arc in the show, except for Zuko's mom, which they answer in the comics. In the comics. But... They finished well, worry about that. They just about everything else with you know, such a satisfying way. Like not many shows are able to stick the landing, and by God, Avatar stuck the landing. And I would love to experience that for the first time again.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, right? Yeah. Cora, uh, for you too.
0: And then Cora. Um, I mean,
1: you cheated here because you put.
0: Honestly, I know <laughs> I cheated. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna revise that answer. Okay. It is in season four, though. But honestly, I would like to watch the episode uh, where Cora meets, where Cora T- training with Toph. I would like to watch that one for the first time. But you know, people think, oh, you maybe like you know, cause like Kayla, you know, you love, you love, you wanted to see, you love Cora saw me so much, you might want to watch that moment again. No, I actually really wanted to watch, would love to watch Cora and Toph working together for that episode. Um, she was probably the best reintroduction of uh avatar cast member like original cast Mm -hmm. member that like hands down the best version Mm -hmm. you know best one that was introduced but what made what made that episode so important and people and i'm pretty sure surprised both of you by saying that people you know most people think oh like the you know first episode or finale like you know big one no it's such an important episode for cora's development and mine honestly um because cora is like if for people who don't remember Cora's trying to metal bend, try to get the poison. She still has left of her poison left from her fight with Zaheer. And Toph does try to get the metal out of her, the metal poison out of her body, but it's up to Cora to take all of that and, you know, help to physically let go. And of course, you know, like it's not, doesn't cure everything, but she's able to like get the remaining metal out of her body and, you know, like kind of take another step towards healing and that is an incredible moment in The Legend of Korra that I honestly don't think gets talked about enough. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, that is an incredibly important scene. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, with help, mental health stuff, like, you know, it's something I struggle with. But seeing that again for the first time in times when I really need it, that's definitely would be one that I would rewatch. So there's my answer.
2: I'm sending you virtual hugs right now.
0: Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs>
1: I'd say the, the core episode for me that I would want to rewatch for the first time would be the very first episode of season one, um, just because of I remember what it was like watching that for the first time and, like, losing my shit every time something from Avatar showed up or or honestly, just anything that happened, like, <laughs> honestly, like, hearing that music for the first time, like... Just everything everything about that first episode I think is such a good reintroduction to that world. And I would love to be able to rewatch that like for the first time.
0: They even made a mom joke, you know, like a nod to like the fans who like just wanted to know. <laughs>
2: now I think about that, that might be another one that I'd like to see for the first time because like the modern set the more modern setting anyway, like mm-hmm. with all the buildings and they have cars now, like
1: they have cars. Yeah, seeing how the world has like advanced. Yeah.
2: It was just incredible, honestly. I mean, to be fair, I did watch it first, but like still. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, how would you pitch the show to someone who has never seen this? Like, you know, pitch it like it's a back of a DVD case or something, as Andre put on the doc Come for
2: the humor, stay for the emotional trauma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. there's is answer <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm
2: revising my previous one that I had, right now <laughs> that one from before was just
1: I, that is Perfect. i'm so mad because that is actually a really great t-shirt idea for future <laughs> merch and it didn't even come from me from or Kayla. Us.
0: this <laughs> is so disappointing
1: god damn it because our have um, failed us
0: <laughs> clearly it has
1: i would say if you want to get lost in my mine is less is less funny as that but um i i would say if you want to get lost in a fantastical world filled with memorable characters that undergo both personal and epic struggles this is the show for you
2: i mean that's just the more actual like one My, mine was just like the funny one but yours is like the actual summary like the one you should actually tell people Seriously,
0: the <laughs> thing: i kind of went in the same realm as like robert's emotional trauma thing i just said you'll laugh you're cr- you'll cry you'll get way too emotionally invested either way you'll wish you lived in this universe so
1: these are all great yeah,
0: i
2: mean, yeah, that works too. <laughs>
0: Hire us Nickelodeon for Avatar promotion stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. Make another show, goddammit. it. Um, yeah. give, give us content.
0: Yeah. Well now that Avatar and Korra are both on Netflix and it's more easy to rewatch these wonderful shows. What are your go-to episodes to rewatch for Korra and for Avatar?
1: For Avatar for me, it's always the Avatar and the Fire Lord episode. It's my all-time favorite episode of Avatar. I will watch it. Anytime I'll stop what I'm doing just to watch the episode and also the Lake loud guy episode in season two. I don't know why I just love everything about it. Like it has the perfect balance of, of what I love about avatar in that one episode. So definitely those two. And for legend of Korra, it's uh, always the last couple of episodes of season three. Cause those are just like, in my mind, those are like peak Korra. Like I think like that was the peak of the show. Like i have also, I mean, I love season four, but the season three finale episodes were just fucking amazing, in my Seriously. opinion. So I always, oh, love- I
0: cannot, I cannot
1: wait Mind to talk. Blowing
0: stop! <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about that on the podcast, and yeah. I hate you right now, Rob. <laughs> No, well, yeah well, you have you answer next, you little shit. <laughs> okay.
2: I am so sorry.
0: No, you're not.
2: <clears throat> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'd say for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Honestly, I'm a sucker for humor, and I do love Ember Island players. Honestly, like just for mm. rewatching an episode.
0: Why would you say that? Did
2: you just that? die? <laughs> did <Jen> just die? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, did he die? I don't. I don't remember.
1: Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> he, did. He, died? did. he did. He just <laughs> dies. He dies. <laughs>
2: yeah but in all honesty for like an actual scene like because i mean i'd say i rewatch scenes a lot more than i rewatch full episodes mm-hmm. i always always rewatch a lot the final Agni Kai, it's just it's so good it's so fucking good i cannot put it into well, i'll just
1: like i'll just go on youtube during work and just type in final Agni Kai. And i'll just watch it without sound sometimes because it's so pretty to look at
0: Mm, I think more people talk about the final Agni Kai than Aang and Ozai's confrontation. But I mean, that's a I know, topic I, for a later episode. I have, a re-
1: I, think. I have, yes. I know put why, a, but we're not going to talk about put it a now. Pin,
0: put a pin in that one, because that'll will. be another hour of the Avatar Hour.
1: We, <laughs> we will, yes.
0: Um, um, Korra.
1: Korra. I know I said
2: it before, but I I really like the second episode of season one. It's just like, for this one, it's for the message, I guess, the, like, you know, find inspiration. And something you'll enjoy more, I guess. Like find a new, like take it at a new angle. Like Cora wasn't like driving with the whole be like a leaf thing, so she went to pro bending to find other inspirations for like you know.
1: Yeah, for, for and I, I don't know what it is about that last scene, but I I love it when it's just her in the ring and she starts moving like an airbender, and Tenzin's watching. There's just something about it. I think it's just because it's such peak avatar. It's just like yeah. the perfectly placed sort of, of those the character breakthrough. Like the uh satisfying. I don't know, it's just in the music and like Tenzin's like reaction to it. I Tenzin's just think it's the best. His yeah. reaction is
0: the best when he gets like really emotionally invested in the and the, the pro bending. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So sad. It's so satisfying. <laughs> The whole scene is just uh, satisfying.
2: Yeah. Uh, for the airbending thing, uh, at the risk of uh, make a reference, she's beginning to believe. Oh my god. The Matrix.
0: Oh gosh, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I censored myself. I just called him a little shit less than five minutes ago. <laughs> uh.
1: Also, oh. with that airbending thing, it's it's like it's again a thing Avatar does really well. Where you look at the pro bending thing, and you just think. It's like, "Oh, you know, this is a cool thing that exists in this universe." Sure. But then no it actually becomes a way for a character to advance their own arc. Like mm-hmm. it becomes something to help the character. Like that's what I love. Like it doesn't come off immediately as a plot or character device. And when it does, you're you're surprised by it, but you're pleasantly surprised. It just it just works on so many levels.
2: The the these shows like how are they so good? Like <laughs>
1: It's beats beats
2: entertainment. It has no right to be this good. <laughs> no fucking
1: right. No oh my fucking.
0: God. Right. For re-watching episodes, uh, I kind of do the same. I tend to rewatch scenes more than episodes. Um, but I did re-watch Secret Tunnel with Robert the other day. Secret Tunnel. Secret Tunnel. And I forgot how much it made me laugh. And honestly, I have watched the Secret Tunnel song way too many times on YouTube. Um it just—I don't know—it just brings me such joy. Okay, it just brings me a lot of joy.
2: Nothing wrong with being joyful.
0: Um, but regards to uh, Cora, I definitely rewatched Cora a lot more than I watched Avatar. Um, but Cora, I have rewatched season one, many, many times. Um, but the one I would like to rewatch many, many times is season four. Again, emotional attachments are pretty freaking strong. But I did just rewatch uh, seasons one through three of Cora. It's wonderful. It's great to rewatch it again. <laughs>
1: I'll also say I I really do enjoy rewatching um I believe it's episode six of season one where uh, the new team Avatar is like being like Batman in the city and just yes. like the chase scenes and also the Tarlock and Korra confrontation at the end of that episode I think okay, is so well so, so well done so that's always a, also it's a go to episode for me fuck Tarlock
2: all my homies hate Tarlock
1: good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, I think, is there any more thoughts we got about the Renaissance slash our own relationships with these wonderful shows?
1: I can't think of anything else that hasn't been said. I don't really think so. <laughs> yeah? I think that's okay. our main discussion.
0: We did it. Our main discussion has... We did it. But we're not done yet. We still got our fandom corner. Ooh. And for fandom <laughs> corner, we got Robert bringing in the fan theory. I believe it was from Reddit, right?
2: Uh, I don't know. It was either on Reddit, Tumblr, Facebook. I found it like a month or two ago, like when you guys almost, pretty much around the time he started this podcast, and I was just like, this would be like a really cool theory I you guys would like. And unfortunately, I don't know where to find it. Anyway, but it's actually. That stuck a, with you. Yeah, it stuck with me because it's a theory about why Azula has blue fire while everyone else does not. Like all other firebenders don't really. We've seen strong firebenders before, but why has no one really had blue fire? Mm hmm. So the theory is basically like related to real blue fire, where like it, it's a ver- it's very hot but it burns out faster than like you know, red fire because it's you know, won't go as fast, I guess. So, the comparison here is Azula is very powerful, you know, burns bright, all that stuff, but she burns out faster, I guess, in the mental state because, like, you know, by the end of season three, you know, she's a complete mess, right? Mm. Like, her power she burned out but compare that to any other firebender, like say zuko where they're still composed and you know they're still able to remain quite powerful but like you know they don't burn out i guess
1: that's really interesting i i, I guess i never really could consi- i mean i knew like the whole her fire is blue because it's much hotter than regular fire i guess i just never considered like where that might come from but i in it in a, a theory sense that that's how they were approaching it with the writing aspect of it like i think that's that's really interesting i don't know i if i had to guess on like where it comes from i think i think because like the way we see zuka when he joins team avatar and he's not able to firebend the same way because he's not drawing from the same place i think it's something like that like there is a place within azula's body or mind that she's channeling this incredible power from that is not gonna last her long now i don't know if her fire is still blue or red in the comics that'd be interesting to see um i think it is still blue but within the context of the show i really like the idea that she just burned out because she was just using this unnecessarily hot amount of energy um and she just burned out. I love that. I think that's I was really say, We haven't
2: idea. really seen a firebender uh, as unhinged, I guess, as her before or since. So
1: yeah. I mean, and I think I there might have been a thing. I don't think it's in the show, but I think there is a thing about Azulon also was able to bend fire, blue fire, and I I maybe that's why she's named after him. I'm not sure. Um, also
0: like uh Azul Blue in Spanish.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Like, everyone else is blue like, in Spanish. <laughs> everyone
0: else is like, you know, I think it has this to do with their mental state. I'm like, haha, azul means blue. I learned a little bit. Obviously,
1: you were not the only one that knew that.
0: <laughs> Soy estupido.
1: Because <laughs> like, well, have you guys considered <laughs> that <laughs> azul?
0: Yeah, everyone, everyone else is like, you know. Everyone We're like, like, yeah, we I'm considered just like quiet it. Quiet little voice in the back. Blue.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, like everyone else is like that. Uh, it's always sunny or whatever. Like a conspiracy theory board, and all of a sudden, it's just like, yes, but blue.
1: It's gonna be written in like in like Pepe Silva, like on Kayla's walls <laughs> in blue marker. Azula, Azul, blue, salt, and circled in red marker.
0: I should not have put you in the same Zoom room. Y'all just ganged up on me. <laughs> oh my god
1: (laughs) i i i really hope you you did not think we we didn't know that like
0: (laughs) i didn't feel like i had anything else to say so i drew strong (laughs) well
1: now you know we've been going on a little too long so social media if you want to let us know about your personal relationship to the Avatar Universe or fandom, or if you just want to share with us your favorite meme, we definitely want to hear from you.
2: Oh, you absolutely. can email
1: us directly at theavatarhourpodcast.gmail.com or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Avatar Hour Podcast or Twitter at Avatar Hour. And if you haven't done so already, please, please, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcast so our little show could be more visible to future listeners. And if you would like to follow us personally, you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Underscore Andre
0: you can find me at Kayla underscore underscore Gagnon.
1: And Robert, where can the listeners find you if they so choose?
2: Um, I don't actually have a Twitter because I'm not a cool kid, but I do. <laughs>
0: you're not missing much.
2: I mean, yeah, to be fair. But I guess the two places you could find me, I have a Twitch channel I occasionally stream on, uh, stream on called uh, Program in C Minor. And I also have a Tumblr account called the HMSC Bastard if you're interested in stupid memes on occasion. So...
1: I love that name. <laughs> cool. So, well, Robert, yeah. thank you so much for being our, our second guest on the Avatar Hour. It was really awesome having you. I mean,
2: thank you so much for having me. I've been a big fan, so it's it's honestly really cool to just be on the show.
1: Of course. Aww. We'd love to have you back in the future for sure.
2: I'd love to be back in the future, and I look forward to watching you guys suffer when you watch the live action.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Don't worry. I'll, I'll join
2: in the suffering. I'll, uh, I'll watch on the sidelines.
1: <laughs> alright this was a lot of fun um, that's it for episode 13 hopefully nothing unlucky happens with this episode like it completely disappears once we stop recording Please stop. um. but anyways we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening I'm Andre
0: and I'm Kayla
1: and I'm Robert bye guys
0: yeah, bye